And on this episode of Miami Mic'd Up, I have an all-star with me. <laughs> Garrett Cooper. You hear that chuckle coming from him right now because literally, I mean, minutes ago, yeah. I, I was setting up in this room as we're having this conversation in person, by the way, which is exciting. I heard your teammates cheering yeah. for you. Garrett Cooper, 2022 all-star. When I say that, what feeling immediately rushes over you? Yeah, you know, um, just, you know, it's unbelievable. Just unbelievable feeling, you know, you're not, you know, there's no really words to describe, you know, what you've worked for in your whole career to get to a point like this. Um, being an all-star is, you know, great. Um, you know, I think winning a World Series ring would be awesome too. And I think that would be the number one thing. But for personal, you know, objectives of mine throughout my whole career, uh, this is definitely um, something you really can't describe. It's, you know, calling your wife, calling your family. As soon as I found out, you know, just their reactions is, makes it priceless. That's what I was just about to ask you is who have you had a chance in the last few minutes to get to respond to? I know before we started recording, <laughs> you were just saying you have like 500 messages. Yeah. So who have you spoken to so far and, and what did that feel like? Yeah, I called uh, my wife first. Um, you know, she's got to get the baby ready for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for, for everything on Sunday. Uh, you know, I call my parents, text my brothers, you know, text my best friends from, you know, back from Auburn who I'm still, you know, boys with and kind of just a whole family group chat where we got about 15 people in uh you know i just let them know and everyone's scrambling to try to find you know what what we can do uh you know for the all-star game how tickets everything just kind of kind of everything that's involved with it so and you're a california kid right so for you i got to imagine this is extra sweet in that way you've got to have family coming around i imagine or at least a lot of family asking to come around if they're still out there so does that make it a little extra sweet to know this this isn't out in la yeah, you know, I think that's honestly, I don't think there's a better place to have the All-Star game where it, you know, be your first one. Uh, you know, grew up in LA, grew up in Manhattan Beach. Um, just so many friends still out there, so many every family member still out there. Um, you know, when I go play on the West Coast, I always have 25 to 30 tickets requests. So, <laughs> I can't even imagine what this is going to be like uh when you know when everyone finds out. So, this is like the perfect storm, you know, having the All-Star game out there and, you know, get to experience it with them is probably the coolest thing. It's got to be a dream come true. I, I cannot imagine uh, as a kid probably picturing yourself maybe even on that specific field mm-hmm. as an All-Star in a World Series. And th- those are the moments that we imagine when yep. we're little kids playing out on the ball field. So um, I'm sure there's part of you that's even still a little mm-hmm. numb to it right now. You know, what I what I normally ask, and this is almost an unfair question to ask now, what I normally start these interviews with is something off the field that has recently brought you some joy. I know this is what you're mm-hmm. experiencing right now, but could you tell me, you know, in the grind of this season, what's something off the field that, that has recently made you happy? Yeah, you know, I think getting married and having our daughter this off season a is, heck of a year. yeah, is, uh, you know, that was, you know, in spring training when she was born, you just, you know, throughout this year so far, she's traveled everywhere we've gone. She's our, uh, she's our little world U S traveler right now going <laughs> to every stadium, you know, that dad plays in. Yeah. So it's just, you know, you rather you go for four, 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 you see her, you know, it's just brings a little bit better day than, yeah. uh, than just baseball. You know, it's funny. I, I before last season for the Heat, I spoke to Tyler Hero, mm-hmm. and his whole thing was like, I feel like a different person approaching the mm-hmm. game now that I've had yeah. a child. So I can only imagine that that is something that that brings a little almost clarity mm-hmm. to what it is that you're pursuing. And so now to to have not only the personal success yeah. that arrives in spring training, but mm-hmm. now 
the professional success yeah. uh, combining the two i imagine you got to be in a pretty pretty good space yeah it's been a pretty wild year i'm not you know that's everything you can ask for is you know kind of happening right in front of your eyes and it's you know, don't have really a lot of time to think about it right now because you gotta go play a game right. but i'm sure tonight it'll be pretty uh you know see my wife and all that stuff be pretty special man you're gonna bring a tear to my I eye and we're like halfway through this conversation okay <laughs> let's let's move on let's not get too too caught up in this I, i'll let's go to baseball yeah um from a team perspective, uh, this interview will come out tomorrow. So hopefully we're yeah. coming off a win as we're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. But obviously, whether it's the last couple of weeks, last couple of days, even every month this season, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, mm-hmm. N- not necessarily for you individually, but as a team. So how do you guys stay sort of even keel as things move up and down? Obviously, it's right around 500 would mm-hmm. sound like a straight line, but this season has been one of those up and down years. So how do you guys sort of stay on track when it comes to that? Yeah, you know, I think uh, as you you assess what we've done as a team up to this point, um, you know, there's been some ups and there's been some downs. It's, there's no there's no really easy way to put it. Uh, you know, we struggled in situations you know, myself included, where you do try to do a little bit too much with runners in scoring position, where you try to do a lot of things where you want to be the hero. Mm-hmm. You know, I think as we've talked throughout the year, you know, player to player, you know, having player meetings, it's just, you know, everybody wants to be the guy. Right. And when that happens, kind of the opposite happens and nobody's the guy. And it kind of leads to those, you know, to those little losing streaks or those games where, you know, you lose by one run and, but we've had great moments. You know, we've had a lot of guys hurt this year where, you know, as as you say throughout you know, my years here where injuries can play a huge part in how a team, you know, responds to how it how it is, you know, the up and downs of, you know, switching in and out of the lineups, guys, you know, playing positions maybe they're not used to all the time. And, you know, I think there is, you know, we've had a few setbacks for a lot of guys that, you know, um, that I'm sure wanted to be in the lineup every day. Uh, you know, I think Joey and BA and those guys that have, you know, kind of been on the IL for, you know, a little bit. Getting them back has definitely, you know, made the offense a lot stronger. Sure. Um, you know, Jazz and Solaire out right now. It seems we can't get everybody healthy at the same time. Um, but Jazz is, you know, he's shown what that guy can do. He's going to be a superstar one day if he's not already. Right. Um, you know, I think the assessment is – we believe, you know, that we're as good as anybody out there. But, you know, when you say that, you gotta you gotta go out there and show that you truly are, you know, as good as the Mets or the Braves and those teams that, you know, they could lose five in a row. But next thing you know, Braves have won twenty of the last yeah. twenty three. So, you know, it's just I think the consistency factor that we've had. Our pitching has been great. You know, I think. Sandy and Pablo and you know I think Trev's having a season where he's maybe a little you know frustrated with how it's gone um, you know with some injuries to Luzardo and those guys and Cabrera and there's just been a lot of ups and downs everywhere you yeah. look it's it's you know it's we'd love to have the you know the sale moving you know upstream but there's a lot of setbacks where guys have been injured but uh you know I think we're right where we need to be right now. Uh, you know, we're close to the trade deadline. So I think you start to hear a lot of rumblings on things where, you know, guys are like, oh, well, if we don't pick it up, you know, we might be traded or that kind of, you know, there's a lot of talk like that. And I've experienced yeah. that for the last five years. So, you know, I think for a team, you know, to be so close to 500, um, you know, getting over that hump is a- another huge thing for us to get to 500 and get above it and, you know, build on that. Um, you know, every time we get close, it seems like it's a, it's a little bit of a struggle to get there. Um, but you know, you just gotta the consistency 
of uh, of me of everybody in the lineup you know it needs to be a little bit better i think mm-hmm. man you gave me a lot to work with in that answer and and a couple of different points that I want to get to. So I'm going to stick with with mm-hmm. sort of the order in which I'm thinking about this, and we'll get back to a couple of those mm-hmm. points. So I do want to go to, to your season personally, and just just you on a personal level. Obviously, you're hitting right around 300. I don't know if right now you're at 300, <laughs> yeah. a point above, a point below, but yeah. you're hanging right around there. I mean, look, you've been named an all-star. Um, and, and so... What's something, because obviously you've had good seasons mm-hmm. offensively so far. Health has been a bigger mm-hmm. part of your production than, yeah. than not. So, But in a season like this, where you are playing every day, is there something that's been different to your approach that that you've said, hey, this is something I've learned over the last few years that allowed me to come in with this type of mindset that's allowed me to now be an all-star? Yeah, you know, I think as you mature up here, there's there's a lot of up and down days where you have to learn you know it's one thing to be a good baseball player up here it's another Mm -hmm. thing to be you know above average you know up to that elite hitter right you have to learn you know I think I study tape probably you know next to the most guy in the big leagues you know I'm a big I'm a big video watcher and you know I think there's things where you know I need to get better on I need and that's a daily that's a daily thing where you know I can sit back and say oh well I've had a pretty good first half to me, it's not, you know, you're getting run over if you look back every, mm. each day. Um, you know, you go four for four, that's great. You also wake up the next morning and have to go play, you know, another nine innings where you get four to five at bat. So I think I've learned that no matter how well or how bad you do the day before, you have to, the guy that's on the mound is trying to take money from you too. So yeah. there's, you know, there's, that's what I've learned that no matter how well you do or how bad you do, you have to continue to get better. You have to understand how teams pitch you. You have to understand how guys try to get you out. If it's not working for them, they try to switch to the other thing. So you have to switch with it. It's just there's so many things up here that these guys are so good on the mound. And the game has gotten so crazy with how much velo is. And there's just, you know, like there's like the lowest OPS in MLB history in this year. It's right. just, you know, I think there's things where – Baseball pitching is so advanced analytically where these guys match up with their 98 with all the reports they have. You know, you have to if you just go up there and pray that you're going to get a hit, I'm I'm it's not, not going to happen. Maybe maybe Mike Trout and those guys <laughs> right. can do that, but you know, I'm I'm not one of those guys. So sure. I think the per, the personal success is, you know, something that I've matured up here. It's you know, you see a lot of young guys have success, having next year struggle. Mm-hmm. It's just you have to keep learning, you have to keep changing. Well, so that said, you've been here for what five years mm-hmm. now, or, or five, yeah. fifth season? Yeah. yeah, fifth season as a Miami Marlins. So you are one of the veterans on this team, one of the leaders on this team who's been here for a while. So how are you sort of imparting that wisdom that you've learned through the last few years onto some of these younger guys who are in the lineup who, like we've already said, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. That's in part because Mm -hmm. some of the younger guys get scorching hot and Mm -hmm. then go through spells where they might struggle. Yeah. You know, I think now I always, I talk in, you know, when we have our hitters meetings a lot, uh, you know, Marcus names always ask me like my input on, you know, what I've, watched on that picture that day or something you know it's jazz is a superstar and you know he even even him he's gone through struggles where i'm like dude you you're just gonna go through it you know mm-hmm. you may you may not think it's there for that week but 
no matter how good of a baseball player you are, you're going to go through a slump. I don't, you know. They, my, it's like they say. I mean, you fail 70% of the time, yeah. you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Right. So, so, so you could go 10 for 20 one week and you're 1 for 20 the next week. Mm-hmm. There's just, you have to realize that this game is so brutal mentally than it is physically that you have to get yourself stronger mentally, honestly, than anything. You know, there's guys that will say, well, it's more mental than physical physical and that's 100 percent true you know yeah. injuries happen freak things happen you know that's every guy goes through that but the mental aspect if you're not strong up here this game will eat you apart at bat by bat inning by inning pitch by pitch because you know it's just those guys are out there making money too and yeah. they're they're up here for a reason you know they're working on their 99 sinkers and that stuff it's you know as you see these hitters struggle you try you try to give them some wisdom that you know, hopefully that they take as they get older because, you know, if I'm here for the next five years or I'm gone tomorrow, there's you have to have another guy help those guys realize that how how bad it can get up mm. here for you to realize that maybe, man, I got to make an adjustment or change that, you know, because if you don't, the next guy's coming up to yep. take your spot or, you know, you've lost your chance up here where, you know, I think, man, you know, maybe I should have changed or listened to someone a little bit differently. Man, yeah, to be in that spot where not only you know, hey, there's that next guy coming, but mm-hmm. also, like you said, I mean, so much of this game is failure and having to register that, mm-hmm. accept it, and then be able to still persevere through it yeah. is so much of of what all of that is about. And so much of it is mental, but mm-hmm. you brought it up yourself. Some of your own, I wouldn't even say struggles, but just the only thing that I think that has kept you from being mm-hmm. an all-star before this moment mm-hmm. might just be the ability to stay on the field. Yeah. And I know so much of... So much of, of of what you've talked about over the last few years has like, hey, I am an everyday player. These are fluke things. Yeah. These things happen. So to now have the first half that you've mm-hmm. had when you've been out on the field, is there that sort of feeling of like, hey, I proved it. Yeah. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I've been healthy. And I showed everyone the type of player that I could be. Yeah, you know, I think <laughs> as you read and see things on social media, you see things on MLB Network, you see, you just see things where, you know, I don't, to me, it's more of a, I find it almost funny because, yeah, you course. know, I'm never going to take a critic or a, you know, a, a media guy that says, hey, you know, you suck or something like that. You know, it's just, right. it's part of, part of sports. You're in this, you're in this spot to get criticism when you stink because it's, deserved when you stink i i i get it sure you know i've been a fan i've you grew up and watched baseball and basketball and football and i'm a fan you know but to get to a point where i believed in myself and i always thought i was you know who i am you know i think the health factor you know missing year getting hit in the hand and you know freak things happen and you know i think you know getting my arm you know hit in the line last year it's just you know, it's more it's more sweet now to go to the All-Star game and to be where I am right now than to have all of that had happened. So, you know, if I would have made an All-Star team last year or something, it would have been great. But to do it after having a big injury like last year when I had to have Tommy John and having more people say, well, he doesn't deserve the chance to play every day. He can't stay healthy or, you know, he's, you know, you can't ever count on him or, you know, there's, there's all sorts of people out there, Twitter, Instagram, all, everybody, <laughs> Social media, man. everyone has it's my a, job. So I completely understand. <laughs> everyone has an opinion on what kind of player they think you are, right. but 
until they step in your shoes in that box and they realize how hard this game is and it's easy to watch on TV I can sit and watch all these MLB games and say man why couldn't you hit that you know because I and then you step in the box and you're like wow this that is, makes sense this is this is truly you know the hardest sport I think out there and it's agreed you get you get to this point and you succeed and you become an all-star it's awesome don't you know there's but my thing is you can dwell on these things but you have to play a game today. You got to play a game tomorrow. You got to you got to play another eighty-two or whatever we have left. So it's you know the accomplishment that I've done to get to this game is the most absurd thing I've done in my career to this point. But you get the next eighty-two to prove that you know the first half wasn't just who you are. You got to continue the whole season. I think that's where to stay healthy and to maintain what you know what I think I can do for a full year would be my biggest thing. Absolutely, and and moving forward for the rest of the season, you'll set out to do that. I think a goal that I imagine you have in your mind in the back of your head, you don't have to tell me it's mm-hmm. a goal, but is to hit 300 or higher this season for the full year, right? That's got to be something <laughs> yeah, that's that, there. You know, that's cool. Yeah, yeah right? Okay, yeah. so, and especially in the modern game mm-hmm. where we just talked about, mm-hmm. I mean, these pitchers are such specialists mm-hmm. that, that batting average has tanked over the yeah. last decade or so yeah. in a general sense. So is your batting average sort of an active choice of, hey, I really want to hit for a high batting Mm -hmm. average, and so I'm willing to sacrifice some power to do so? Or is that just what comes more naturally to you, that you've always been that type of fitter? I've I've been intrigued by that because we see the light tower power that that you have sometimes in the games, and you pick and choose your spots. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, we watch batting practice. We could see what's there as well. You know, I think (laughs) I've had this catch-22 so many times throughout my career where, you know, OPS is a big number. And doubles and triples and homers, they all play a huge part to it. But, you know, I think I think of myself as a hitter more than anything. Uh, you know, I think you can ask any coaching or anyone on our coaching staff, they'll tell you I'm more of a hitter than yeah. I am a power guy. You know, if I wanted to go out there and hit 230 and hit 35 homers, I mean... I feel like I could do that, but that's not someone who I want to be. You know, I don't I don't want to be something that that's not who right. I tra- I didn't train myself for the last right. 10 years to be a 230 35 home run hitter and mm-hmm. you know maybe you have an 800 OPS with those numbers, but to me it's more special if someone's hitting 300 with 40 doubles and yep. 20 homers and you know those are the more special things I think as a hitter that I would want to see myself do. Yeah, I I mean I'm I'm a bit uh, old school when it comes yeah. to the type of style to play, so it's been a joy for me to watch you work mm-hmm. and and to see you spread the ball to all fields mm-hmm. and just do what you can to be a hitter who happens to have power, mm-hmm. not a power hitter who's yeah. trying to hit. And I think those are two very different very, things and can be very things. difficult. Um, yeah. I'm not going to hold you for that much longer. I do want to take a step back for just a second because I think given what today is, this mm-hmm. might be fun to do. Again. You're a California kid. So are you growing up? Is baseball the sport from the time you're a kid? Or are you are you doing a whole bunch of different things as a kid? I imagine with your size, people yeah. were trying to get you to play football. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I didn't really like baseball growing up. I'm not really? going to lie to you. Okay. you know, I, I played it. You know, my dad and my brothers all played it in high school and stuff. You know, it was fun. You know, I was good at it. I was a bigger kid. Yeah. I loved basketball. It was my number one sport growing up. Uh, you know, AAU, all that stuff. You know, as I got a little bit older, I played in high school, played football, played baseball. 
it was just kind of, you know, the fast, the process fast. of elimination. <laughs> yeah. All right. you know, I grew up to be pretty tall, but when you're in high school, you see guys that are seven foot yeah. and are jumping out of the gym and you're a little, oh, well, maybe this sport isn't the best for me. Uh, football, I've had, you know, when I went to Auburn to play baseball, I had their tight end coach right. come up to me and ask me, hey, do you, you know, maybe you ever thought about Literally, going? that was the question I was yeah. going to ask you about going to yeah. Auburn was, did anybody approach yeah. you on the football staff? Because always. I would always get like, hey, why don't you, you know, maybe try out, you know, I'm like, I'm, last thing I want to do is be a walk-on and get hit by right. these NFL prospects who are, you know, destroying guys on, you know, Saturdays. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I played everything growing up. Were you much of a, of a surfer out in California? No, no more not be- much of more, an ocean kid? More beach volleyball. I was really good at volleyball growing up. So Again, uh, the height. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, played everything. I was, cool. I, I was the baby of seven, four older brothers. Uh, they all played with me in the backyard. So they trained you. Yeah. I got beat up around. So, you know, whatever. A testament to them to where I am right now. Oh, it makes sense, man. You were yeah. dealing with failure from the older brothers. <laughs> you could deal with failure at the yeah. big league level. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Well, all right. So you're a California kid. You go to a California community college for, for baseball mm-hmm. and then you transfer to Auburn. What was that adjustment like going from California to the middle of, of the deep south? And, and how did that prepare you for minor league baseball, major league mm-hmm. baseball, sort of doing everything that came with that. Yeah, I think I think leaving California, I think leaving California to go <laughs> go to the South was definitely a, <laughs> a culture shock. Mm-hmm. I think Auburn was the best school I had took an official visit to. Um, you know, I went tons of schools around, you know, my dad wanted me to go to SC. He's an SC throughout his whole life. Sure. Um, but I just, when I fell in love with Auburn, when I went there and Cam Newton and watching the football games yeah. and that stuff, it was, there was just nothing like it, man. It was just such a, such a sport atmosphere down there. Everything was sports. And yeah. I mean, how could you not want to go to a college that has a full town, you know, watching you and watching, you know, want you to be the best athlete you can be? Because it was probably the best time in my life. You know, playing baseball up here is pretty great, but, yeah. you know, college at Auburn was really, really fun. I can only imagine. So I, I'm going to wrap up with one final question. I had a couple of other things I wanted. I wanted to get to your major league debut yeah. at freaking Fenway Park as a Yankee. <laughs> I can't believe we're not going to talk about that on here, but I have to let you go. Um, with the Marlins in the spot that you guys are in, obviously the next few weeks will sort of dictate ultimately what the front office mm-hmm. does at the trade deadline. Um you have the impact of Jazz and Solaire hopefully coming back soon. Mm-hmm. But what do you believe this team has to do to not only sort of put pressure on the front office to be buyers as opposed to sellers, but also make the type of run that you guys anticipate having? I think everything needs to go right, man. There's, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things where when you're in a playoff race, you know, the big moments have to be, you know, they have to be crowned. Like you have to be the guy that you know comes up in a spot, you know, down three to one or two to one and deliver a huge hit. So I think you know we just got to play our game. And honestly, I think as we progress these next few weeks, that's all you're going to see on Twitter: trade rumors. Yep. That's that's just how this time of year works. Um, you know, I would love to be a buyer. You know, I think this city would be an awesome place to have a playoff team and to be a contender every year. But, you know, if we don't if we don't become what we want to be in the next few weeks, you know, you know what happens. It's the business side of it. You as a player, you understand it, you completely get it. But, you know, I think with this team right now, we have everybody that we think could possibly make this run you know we just have to deliver in some big spots and uh you know hopefully we make it a hard decision on them the front office and all the scouts and all the people who do those trades you know that 
you know, that we are for real in this division and, you know, in the wild card race. Well, as we're sitting here having this conversation, you guys are heading into a Tuesday night game. Hopefully, as people are listening to this conversation, it's Wednesday morning. Marlins are coming off a win. 2022 National League All-Star. <laughs> Garrett Cooper, thank you for joining me. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Bally Sports Florida's Miami Miked Up with me, Jeremy Taché. And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealers or toyota.com today and take advantage of the amazing deals on their full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota, let's go places. (laughs) 